Yeah, man, are you ready? All right. Here we go. Three, two, one. Welcome, folks, back to another edition of Sheck Sports. Here brought to you by Anchor. Anchor, get your voice out there. That song featured was It's Not Living, If It's Not Without You by the 1975. Thank you again, Alexa, for a fantastic shout-out. So glad to have you as a fan of the show. Um, so amazing seeing you uh, this weekend. So I have now on the air um, one of my probably my, my great friends, uh, fellow college graduates, the one and only, the man, myth, the legend, my brother, Corey Glocker who has been on the show many times before and is great to have back the first time since October of Homecoming, which uh, seems like forever ago. Corey, welcome back to the show, man. How are you? Doing good. Thanks, man. Uh, glad to be back. <clears throat> it's been a while. Yeah. It feels like it's been more than a few months. I know. Uh, glad to be back. Glad to be in discussion. A lot of big topics, a lot of big events just flown by. So uh, glad we can start a few things and uh, get to some analysis. Definitely, man, definitely. So glad to have you back on the air. So obviously, guys, uh, this is, again, really the 150th season of college football has come to a conclusion in terms of the regular season. Um, what, uh, you know, what, what a year it's been. I feel like, you know, yesterday was, was the opening weekend with, you know, obviously Miami and Florida, that interstate battle. Obviously, the Florida Gators won that game. They had a stog year. They're uh, heading back to a bowl game. Um, and yesterday, of course, was probably the biggest day in all of uh, college football. Again, it was the uh, college football fight officially kicking off with the final releasing of the top four teams. Um, at one, obviously, we have the LSU Tigers, 13-0, with just a historic season. Um, you know, Burrow, I, I, I would really give him the highest trophy in my mind. He's probably the, um, the, the best player in the country right now. At two, uh, number, we have Ohio State also finishing undefeated season, ranked 13-0. and um, The first season under Ryan Day, obviously, since Urban Meyer stepped down from the coaching position. At number three, again, this has caused a lot of mania and buzz, especially in the college football. Not only that, but the sports world, the Clemson Tigers, who came into the country ranked number one um, in the season and now finish at number three, but still 13-0 and undefeated. And then obviously Oklahoma squeezing their way back in after a, a thrilling win. I would say a very thrilling, but also you could argue times lucky win against uh, Baylor, and they sit at 12-1. and So, Corey, what do you first think about how the committee did on selecting the top four teams for the college football playoff? Well, no doubt they got it right. Um, went through four. I think it's a the correct order of the teams. I'm glad they let LSU jump over Georgia. Um, I mean, not just being a top four matchup, but just the way they dominated and just outperformed Georgia. Even though Fromm got hurt and didn't perform well, but I think LSU just put the uh, gas on the pedal and took control of the game. Yeah. Uh, and you saw how State got down by Wisconsin 21-7. I know. Yes, they rebounded. Yes, they came back and won, but still, as a team that won – Convincingly in the season, championship game kind of shows some potential weaknesses, some exposure. So I'm a little bit uh, concerned about them, but you know they still should be in top two. And then of course uh, Clemson being thir- you know, number three. Uh, didn't really know again no strength schedule, but they did dominate their opponents yeah. last half of the year since that close 
uh, battle of North Carolina. But then again, they'll face some good competition with Ohio State and Oklahoma. Um, you know, they were the top four in the year. Um, kind of fell down a bit with a loss to Kansas State. But give credit to Hurts and the staff. They pulled together. They rallied and rebounded. It'd be nice to see Lincoln Riley in the championship, um, you know, semifinal with Hurts and company. So nice to see him with another team at the nice game fest. So looking forward to seeing the four, uh, the final four played out. And um, you know, it'll come by sooner than we know it. Yeah, excellent job, man. I love I love your analysis. You hit every everything spot on. Um, yeah, I agree. First of all, I think LSU um, definitely deserves the top spot in the country. I mean, I think based on their strength of schedule, who they played at and where they played at, there was no reason you could deny them the number one um, ranking in the country for the college football playoff, uh, playoffs. I mean, uh, we'll always remember that rememberable game, which I think was really the turning point, especially to seeing how confident and excellent of a player um, Burrow is when they were at Texas. On September 7th, beat it, winning in a thriller 45-38 to 38, and really seeing, um, you know, Burrow just take, you know, command on the field as a field general and, you know, guiding his team, especially in the second half when Sam Allinger and the Longhorns are trying to make a fight back. Um, again, you know, winning, uh, beating Florida at home, a number, number seven ranked team wonder Dan Mullen had another impressive season. Um, and then you just talk about the back-to-back wins against Auburn also at home with uh, an impressive season that, season that Bo Nix had. He still has a lot left in his college career. Obviously, he had that thrilling win against Oregon in the opening of the season. And then probably their you know biggest statement of all um, besides the SEC championship was you know beating Alabama at Bryant-Denny Stadium one of the best rivalries in all of college football, really putting their presence back in the ACC, stapling their name as the leader with a 46-41 to win. And, you know, you, you just you look at these numbers, they're so historic. Joe Burrow, 4,715 yards. That's second in the country right now. He already, um, you know, set the record for most uh, throwing touchdowns by a quarterback in SEC history with 44. He's now at 48. Only six interceptions at 93.7. So definitely love that LSU is at number one. Again, I agree with you completely. They dominated Georgia in the SEC championship game. I mean, you saw uh, Joe Burrow in the pocket. A lot of guys comparing him to Tom Brady with his speed, his agility. They really dominate every aspect of the game. They were physical going up against a, bit, a strong Georgia offensive line. And, again, too, I think when, you know, Fromm got hurt and also all those injuries that they had on the sideline, you could really see that it was LSU's night to shine. Um, yeah, obviously number two, Ohio State. Um, I agree with that. I think, again, like Ohio State, I was surprised to see when they were down 21 nothing to Wisconsin, who they had beaten um, – by a good amount earlier in the season. Um, no doubt again, look, uh, you know, Ohio State's had a phenomenal year, um, especially under the leadership of Ryan Day. You know, you, myself, and a lot of other people w- weren't sure how the program was going to respond and uh, play out, especially with Urban Meyer stepping down. Um, and talk about Justin Fields. I've been a big uh, fan of him since um, seeing this show, QB1, on Netflix. But the way he has come, he left Georgia. Obviously, Fromm is there going to Ohio State where he's had to fill big shoes for quarterbacks like, you know, Haskins that's now on the Redskins or team um, and other top-notch players in the way, you know, he's only a sophomore, um, but the, the numbers that he's put up this season and their wins, again, you know, you could argue maybe it wasn't every game, 
you know, I think they knew when they walked in they were going to win, especially that Michigan game. It just shows another reason why I do believe, and we talked about before, that, you know, Ohio State, I think they're just a lot more athletic, a lot more fast and better coached than the Wolverines. Um, but it will be interesting to see, you know, what Ohio State does in the playoff. I don't think they're going to win at all. Um, I, I just – there, I think there's something else missing, um, but we'll see what happens. Again, back to Clemson at number three. Yeah, um, I, I again look. Clemson is very impressive. I, a lot of people don't say they are, but I think in a, in my mind, if we're looking not at this season, but the past two or three seasons with their national championships and obviously Trevor Lawrence stepping into um, the shoes, yeah, they probably are one of the best teams in the country. Um, I mean, they've won 28 straight games, which is an FBS record. Um, Trevor Lawrence in his last nine games has had three or more touchdowns, which is a, a school record for Clemson. And again, Dabo Sweeney has really made them one of the top programs, um, not only in the ATC, which, you know, they've won a number, another consecutive fifth uh, conference championship, but one of the top teams in the country. So, um, I mean, my mind right now, I had Clemson going, against, against, uh, going up against LSU in the championship. I think it would be a really exciting matchup. Um, and then obviously number four, Oklahoma, um, you know, I'm really happy how Hurts, you know, obviously he, he had glory to Alabama, but at the same time he really wanted to, you know, get his shot and, and give it all he got he can do before he leaves. And going to Oklahoma with the season that they had, you know, having the biggest comeback in their program history, 31 points at Baylor, um, his leadership and, and the way he's continued to grow on the field is quite remarkable. And it's exciting. I mean, he's going to, uh, he's going to his fourth straight college football playoff, and that's, that's a pretty phenomenal um, note right there. So I think it's going to be a very exciting um, to see what he can do in the, in the playoffs as well. Um, and obviously I think that, you know, if Baylor hadn't won the game, um, I don't know if Georgia would have still made it. And I think even if Baylor, if Baylor had won, Oklahoma still would have been in the top four um, as the committee um, put them into. So it's going to be quite exciting to see. Um, so what are, what do you think? What, what's your prediction on how this is all going to play out? Yeah, you know, I'm kind of split here. I, um, you know, LC in Oklahoma, that'll be a, I, projecting a high-scoring game. Yeah. I think both offenses have a chance to just light up the scoreboard. Um, you know, definitely both teams can see going over 30 points for sure. Um, and just lights out touchdowns and just big plays in general. I do like the Tigers' favor to win, but – you know, it'd be nice to have Oklahoma and Lincoln Riley win one. Um, he's been there three or four times, good quarterbacks. But I like both these teams, but I think it's slight edge to LSU. Yeah. And then with this one, I'm kind of tossed, though. Clemson, Ohio State, it'll be a defensive game. And, you know, Chase Young, he's got great – he's a Heisman candidate, um, although mostly won't win. But just the stats he's had, you know, just on the defensive side of the ball, it's remarkable. Um it is. Justin Fields showing great leadership. And I, I think it'll be a close game with this one, a little low score scoring than the first one. But I think I'll give it to Ohio State, just wow. a fairly a close game. You know, it, I like Clemson, but, you know, their defense maybe a little bit weaker compared to last yep. year. But I think I'll give it to Ohio State just by a slim uh, yeah. figure. Um yeah, it sounds like I'm talking up just one and two, but I think all these games are really competitive. Um, you know, I like I like Oklahoma or LSU to win the championship, in my you know personal opinion. But I'm thinking LSU is just the most complete team 
Um, and I see them taking home the crown with Joe Burrow and the Heisman winning as well. Great. Yeah, no, I, it's really good analysis and, 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 and great points on. I mean, this is like the time of the season we've seen in the past where, you know, you have teams that don't play each other in the regular season, no matter what their matchups are and what they have done during the regular season. You know, it's, it's like um, what Ryan Day said yesterday on his, uh, his uh, interview during the whole college football um, playoff show. You know, it's a two-game season. You have two more games, and you're going up against teams that you haven't faced all season. And, you know, you can do all the analysis you want. You can look at all the game tape, but it's going to come down to that first snap to the last whistle of the game. So, yeah, I, no, I, I really like what you've had to say. Um, I, I know for me, I'm the, kind of, I'm the same way. I mean, what Lincoln Riley has done with this program ever since Bob Stoops left has been remarkable. I mean, the, the wins that they've had, um, you know, winning back-to-back Heisman Trophy candidates, um, has been has been a huge feat, and you know I think maybe if things were a little different this season, I don't think Jalen Hurts is going to win it. I do think he should still get an invitation to the Heisman Trophy, but that would have been something to see Oklahoma Joe go for the three peat for three Heisman yeah. Trophy winners in a row. I agree. Um, yeah, their offense obviously with C.J. Lamb um, putting up you know big numbers this season. They're probably one of the programs in the country that has gone from you know, one of the worst, one of the offense, defensive lines that wasn't that great to last season, so one of the most improved um, defensive uh, squads. Um, but, again, LSU, you know, with Jefferson, with Joe Burrow, with the coaching mind of Ed Origin, um, with their defense, the way they've gone week in and week out of, and have played so hard. And, you know, with Ed's coach Joe saying on the show yesterday, like, we'll fight anyone, anywhere, anytime. And also, remember, again, if people don't know, you know, both LSU's games, um, the first one, obviously, the Chick-fil-A uh, Peach Bowl is going to be in Atlanta where they just played against Georgia in the SEC Championship. And then if they make it to the final, it's out of where all places in New Orleans at Mercedes-Benz Arena. So they have the potential to have a crazy amount of fans, obviously, at the first game, but the second game they are literally playing. Obviously, they won't be in Baton Rouge, but it's a, it's a homecoming. Um, so I see this game going back and forth. I think it's going to be a little bit of a low-scoring game um, in in the first half. I think the defenses will really show. But, you know, I, I got to go with the team that has really, in my mind, been the most complete this season and the quarterback who has shown so much leadership on and off the field, um, his statement in his final uh, game, you know, at Death Valley. Um and I think it's going to be a great quarterback battle, but I'm, I'm, I'm going to give LSU the favor. I think it will be a close ending. I'm honestly going to say it's going to be like a 48-45 game. I think it's going to really come down to the wire, similar to that um, historic Rose Bowl game a few years ago between, um, I believe it was uh, Georgia and uh, Oklahoma. So we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, Clemson, Ohio State, yeah, you know, I'm really stuck. I'm really stuck between this again because Clemson is so good, and we've talked about this. They've gone week in and went out and have just dominated their opponents and have held their opponents to so few points per game. But, again, you know, they're playing an Ohio State team with J.K. Dobbins, who I don't – you know, I think he's really a good chance to win the Heisman. He's one of the best court running backs in the nation. Has already set, you know, a big, uh, big 10 record and Ohio State record for yards for purpose and touchdowns. Um, Justin Field is just, you know, he, he throws the ball so consistently, especially in that game against Penn State. Even when he's under pressure, he can make decisions out of the pocket and run with the ball. Um, and, you know, obviously, look, Trevor Lawrence, the way he came in to fill the shoes of Kelly Bryant, 
as a freshman winning a national championship and just going lights out against Alabama. And then, you know, obviously last year what they, what they did again um, and how he's still continuing to grow as a player. And some say he's even better this season than last season. I would even give him that credit, um, you know, with his 34 touchdowns, over 3,000 yards. Um, gosh, it's, you know, Dab, it's funny. I was talking to Dylan on the phone earlier, and, and he was saying shout out to you, man. Um, when Dabo's under pressure in big games, like he, he knows what to call and he knows what to what to put on the field and, and tell his players. Um, and with, you know, what they're playing with a chip on their shoulder, as much as I want to go, I'm going to say Clemson. I'm going to say it's going to be a Clemson-LSU national championship. Um, the, you know, the, the, the dominant program for the past few seasons going against uh, LSU team that won their first SEC championship since 2011 when they were under Les Miles in, in great fashion um, and, you know, stapling their name into the SEC. And I think it's going to be a power power surge and power shift from Alabama being the, to the consistent team. So I'm going to give LSU, I'm going to give them all the way. I'm going to give a, a, a close win against Clemson um, hmm. at home against all their fans. Nice. And it's going to be, I'm, I'm excited, man. I'm really excited to see what's going to happen. Who's, so after this, who who would you who's your who's your Heisman Trophy candidate? Who do you think's gonna who's gonna win it all? Boy, um, I think it's gonna be Burrow. Um, yeah. Just to see, and the production and how he's led his team and the defining win in Alabama. Um, it's great that um, you know Fields and Hertz and Hubbard and Young are in it, but I think. Burroughs is just the, the favorite to win. I think so. Just consistent numbers, the consistent performance, the dominant yep. season the team has had, where he's led, it's it's no-brainer. So I think yeah. he's going to win pretty well, uh, pretty convincingly, and um, props to him for success. That's right. Still yes, props to him. And he, I think he's going to have a good a career ahead of him. Yeah, same thing, I think, without a doubt. I know Mario will be really happy to hear this. Shout-out to you, man. Um, I think Burrow just, again – what he's done game in and game out, um, the numbers that he's put up, his excellence on the field, um, how much he's meant to this LSU program and has, has really been a team leader. I mean, yesterday, you know, they had all the players where, you know, they're off for the week, they're doing their stuff, and they're, they were, you know, they're relaxing. And um, the one player that returned to the LSU uh, training facilities to get treatment was Joe, uh, Joe Burrow. I think that just shows his character. He's, you know, he's going to take time. He's going to do well in his classes, but he's already thinking about that next game against uh, Oklahoma, which is going to be phenomenal to watch. So, yeah, I would give him the Heisman Trophy. Um, I think, you know, if I'm going to put someone at number two, number three, against so many dynamic players this season, um, I think a guy who maybe is a little undervalued, maybe, you know, just because his team, again, had a consistent year, but not the best season, i got to say, is Jonathan Taylor. I would give him a, a straight number two, obviously, um, setting his name into history books, you know, with I think he's now at the seventh most rushing yards in college football history, setting another Wisconsin record for the great running back that they've had. And, you know, number three, um, I'm going to give to Chase Daniels. Again, I think he just had a uh, best defensive player in the country, great season, you know, the number of sacks that he had, um, his agility off the line to really pressure quarterbacks. 
And I think really besides, if you, you know, if you're not going to, I think besides Fields, the heart of that Ohio State team probably this year has been Keith Daniels. And, you know, with everything with the NCAA, all that, you know, look, you, you, something happened. Um, he obviously was out for a few games, but I don't think that should take away from him, you know, getting a, a really good amount of votes and being invited to New York City um, for a chance to win the Heisman Trophy. So all exciting stuff. Um, what was one – if you had to take it, and again, for our 150th season of college football, there were so many great moments and games and moments that, you know, changed teams' uh, destinies from getting to the college football playoff. But if there was one game or moment, you know, you had to choose, what would it be that kind of defined the season? Wow, tough question. Um, I mean, there's so many moments you could think of that really uh, just changed the landscape of everything. Um yeah, you know, I guess I'll start with Oklahoma. They're one at Taylor. Um, yes. Down the dumps, uh, 34-3. You know, just really just out and done. But they dug deep. They shut Baylor down the second half and just pulled together and just put together believe that they could win and uh, came out on top, surprising everyone when yeah. down at that rate. Um, I mean, you have the win with LSU over Alabama. That was a, a great game. Um, most people thought Alabama, you know, with Sua Tagovailoa and the team, yeah, but yeah. And we see that Joe Burrow on the road just pulled out and success. So, and I will say this one as well. I mean, kind of not surprising, but not what I think about Ohio State, Michigan. Yeah. Showed that two things. Ohio State is far better than Michigan, and Michigan at home, you think they have a great opportunity. Yeah. Didn't do it. And I was really surprised, disappointed, but just showed that Ohio State just stamped the legitimacy over Michigan. Yeah. Yeah. I completely agree. I I love all your choices. And, again, there's so many to choose from. I think each definitely has played a, a huge role. Um, and factor in this 150th season college football. I will start with your last one. I agree. Um, Michigan, look, again, look, Harbaugh, you know, five seasons now, he hasn't beaten Michigan yet. And I think there's still so much that that program needs to work on. I mean, this is going to be Shea Patterson's last game. I, I think that he, you know, a lot of people, I think he could have had a much better career. Um, the past few games of season, uh, this season, again, like their defense really showed some life. But I think it's true. I mean, uh, Ohio State, just their conditioning is better. I think their recruiting is better, their preparation for games. And, and there's going to come a point, I think, where, you know, the Michigan fan base, they've waited so long, but it's like, when are we going to finally beat these guys, our arch rivals? And, you know, Harbaugh still has a good amount of money on that contract, and it doesn't look like he's leading this season. But, you know, even though they're going to be in a bowl game, I think if I'm a Michigan fan at this point, you know, with a bowl game, I think that they just want to beat Ohio State. You know, I think if Michigan would have beaten Ohio State this season, um, it would have elevated them more. Again, they are playing Alabama, which is going to be a really interesting bowl game, the, the Verbo Citrus Bowl, um, especially with the spreads on Vegas because we talk about players now not, you know, all playing in their final bowl game of the season. So we'll see what happens. Right. But, again, I completely agree on you on that. Michigan needs to do a lot more, and I think Ohio State just showed in that they're, they're, they're dominant. And it's uh, it's a part of their season. Probably my number two moment I re- alluded to earlier was the Texas game. You know, I was a I was pulling for Texas this season. Obviously, <laughs> you know they beat Oklahoma last year in the bowl game. Sam Ellinger said, you know, that famous line, "We're back." 
But I think that LSU game was really a turning point that showed, you know, Texas's weaknesses and inconsistencies with their offensive line, Sam Elger not being as accurate in his passing, their defense getting up big points. So I don't think they're completely back yet. I think they have a long way to go with their program, um, especially in a very competitive football conference. And then my third moment, and I know, and this, and this pains me to say it because I know Dylan and myself, we, we support Penn, you know, we support Penn State went to the game last year, but Minnesota's win um, at home against Penn State. Oh, yeah. Up, that, but yeah, yeah. Pulling up that upset, amazing to see what um, P.J. Fleck has done with that program. And I would go as far to say I would give P.J. Fleck the award for Coach of the Year what he's done since he's come into Minnesota that's been a little shaky in the past few seasons. They've had a remarkable season this year, you know, 10-plus wins, seeing their fans rush the field at the end, you know, the row the boat saying, I think that was really the iconic moments of this season. Um, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to go with that, that Minnesota win. Hmm. Good yeah. choice, yeah, anything with that one, yeah. Yeah. All right, folks. Well, uh, again, and also one more thing, uh, the Rose Bowl, one of my favorites, the Grand Avenue of them all, that's going to be uh, an interesting matchup between Oregon and Wisconsin. Um, real quick, who do, who do you have in that game? I like Oregon. Um, you know, they ousted Utah, and I didn't know if it's Utah. I didn't think they were that, that strong of a team. Um, and they're consistent and solid team all around, but Playing against the big teams, I didn't think that they'd come out on top with Oregon, and yeah. they are on fire. Oregon, you know, they Herbert had a great game. Yeah, I think they got a little bit, a little bit of confidence when winning the Pac-12 and really close to a playoff. It just didn't they lose yeah. to Arizona State, so yeah, um, I think they're, they're put a little confidence. I like to them come out on top. Wisconsin again, it'll be a good. You know, I think John John's have a good game, but I think just the quarterback play and just the overall soundness of the Oregon team, I think they come on top in the 2019-2020 uh, Rose Bowl. Yeah, yeah, great, great analysis, too. I've, I've been a big Wisconsin supporter in the past. I really like Jonathan Taylor. Good news, he's one of those guys, hats off, that's going to be playing in his final college game. He is not sitting out, so it'll be exciting to see what he does. Um, yeah, Oregon, I think, they, they again, they had a really good season in the Pac-12. Herbert, I had on my college football fantasy team, you know, um, coming having two strong performances after that heartbreaking loss um, at ASU. He did a great job against Utah. I picked Oregon to win. Um, you know, they're on the West Coast. Uh, the Rose Bowl is going to be packed with fans, the energy. So as much as I want to go with Wisconsin, I'm actually going to go with the Oregon Ducks. I think they're going to seal the deal, and they're going to they're going to win it big for their home fans. But it's going to be remarkable. If any of you don't know, the Rose Bowl is actually the the longest-running bowl game. This is going to be the 106th edition. It's always a great pleasure to watch, and it's definitely on my list of uh, bowl games uh, to to get to. So I'm going to end this uh, show with a little shout-out song. Obviously, look, I talked too much about this, but UCLA, you guys got to get back into the the standings of the Pac-12 and have a good season, get back to the – the place that you guys, it's your home field, the Rose Bowl. But uh, we're going to cap it off with uh, this song. So, well, thank you guys again for listening to Chef Sports, brought to you by Anchor. Great way to get your ideas out there. Um, shout out to Lux again. Thank you for a great intro song and also exit song. And uh, so glad you're a fan of the show. Thank you to uh, Title Desk, Brian Tormey, Courtney Michaela, 
great place to work, guys. Follow Tide of SNL on Instagram and just get there. It's the best spot in Midtown to throw events. Uh, shout out to Renecrate, my dad. Um, great company. Hey, if you guys are either moving your businesses or even apartments, choose Renecrate today. Best in the business. Shout out to Dylan Piscatelli, Mario, Nicole, uh, Gab, um, AJ, Christina, Madison, Gianna, the whole Piscatelli crew. Love you guys. Shout out to Brian at Title Vest, Go Tornadoes. Um, shout out to my buddy Tyreek uh, and Henry. Had a great time Friday night. Go to Centennial Conference. Um, thank you to everyone who supports my show. And I'm so glad to be back again on Check Sports. Shout out to you, my brother, my great friend, Corey Glocker. Any shouts you want to give? No, yeah. I mean, thanks for shout out. Appreciate it, man. Uh, yeah, great time on the show again. Uh, a lot of topics covered. I'll be back on soon. Um, Definitely. Definitely, you know, definitely before the possible games and there's any other topics we want to cover. Uh, big shout-out to Steve Dong, you know, little lady yes. on our side. <laughs> um, and my company next year, do background checks, do screenings on people and companies. That's right. Board, board and stuff. I know. So get that for you. And, uh, yeah, have a good night. Thanks again for everything. You too, brother. Yeah. Also, one more shout-out also to all the boys of Caps. Um, shout out to obviously Sean. So proud of you, man, for graduation. Shout out to your old family, Corey, as always. Yeah. Great to have you there, brother. We'll be back soon, guys. Again, thank you for listening to Sheck Sports Drive by Anchor. Guys, have a great rest of the week, and uh, we'll get to the weekend soon. All right, Corey, thank you again, my man. All right, sounds great. All right, thank you guys for listening to Sheck Sports over and out.